So, so another thing I just found out, Caitlin just texted me because she's trying to get Bobby to sleep, is that my sister-in-law has never seen Die Hard. What? Yeah. Sally's never seen it? Sally's never seen Die I'm, Hard. I, that seems like the type of movie Justin would have forced her. You would think so, but apparently not. Huh. I am a little surprised. So I don't. I, I feel like a bad brother-in-law for not forcing her to watch that. So because despite what Jordan thinks, it is in fact a Christmas movie. It absolutely is. It has been decided on this very show. Even even when the people who made the movie said it is a Christmas movie, That's I will. Saying. I will make no comment, and we can agree <laughs> to disagree. And we'll just stay in that little happy place. As we've been doing for the last 10 years. Yep. Dude, you know what's funny about that? Actually, what's it's that? funny. I was just about to bring that up. I'm training a new kid. Super nice dude, by the way. Super nice. Yeah. Um, but he brought it up. He was like, do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? And I, I swear to God, I almost had an aneurysm. <laughs> and I was, like, I, was like, I was like, I need to know your answer first. And he was like, I'm torn, man, because like... It falls around Christmas, and he's trying to get home. You know, it's it's on Christmas Eve. He's trying to get home to his family for Christmas, but it's like that's the only Christmas in it, and everything kind of around. It's not really. He was there like, it doesn't. He was like, of every Hold theme on. in there is Christmas. Every theme is Christmas, but everything like, about that movie has to do with no, Christmas. It, it no. <laughs> if we're gonna no, come on, it's not. Think about like a Christmas story. That's that's like. The, in my opinion at least, the best Christmas so, movie. So, Rob, speaking of Bruce Willis movies, you're familiar with the movie Red? Oh, Red is great. Yeah, so I, I just decided to watch it last night because I saw it was on uh, Peacock. And I noticed, as Ashley never seen it, so she came down literally caught it in the very beginning. So I noticed that that movie takes place during Christmas because, you know, in the beginning he puts up Christmas decorations because everyone else on the street had Christmas decorations at his house. So he put up, like, a snowman and, like, some reindeer, and that was it. But under that same logic, that is not a Christmas movie, just because it takes place during Christmas. But where Die Hard is different, everything about that movie has something to do with Christmas. It's a Christmas party. He's trying to get home for Christmas. That's what makes it a Christmas movie. And I think that just furthers... Like helps the argument like of deciphering what is a holiday movie and what isn't. I would I absolutely agree. agree that it's a holiday movie. I wouldn't say it's a Christmas movie. That's just my opinion, though. What the fuck is can... it a Hanukkah movie? No, it's it's it's, 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 <laughs> it's around the holidays. It is an around the holidays movie. But does it have the same feel as like a Christmas story? No, not at all. A That's Christmas story, it's a different type of film. Yeah, it's just a different theme of movie. It's. It's an action movie with yes. Christmas tied around it. That's it. So, so question. Uh, the new Mortal Kombat came out in the middle of April. Is that an Easter movie? It has nothing no. to do with. It has nothing to do with Easter, though. Like they, <laughs> they're not. You they're said not in it, it came out during the holidays. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. That's not. No, no, no. I don't oh, care okay. about that. I'm saying. <laughs> it, I'm saying. Like, if if there were Easter things in there and they were talking about Easter and all that. I'd be like, uh, okay. that's, you know, cool how they did that because it came out around that time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it still would not make that an Easter movie just because they had one scene of Easter or something in it. You know what I mean? But, like, A Christmas Story is through and through. They start in Thanksgiving. Okay? And then it's 
all they do from after Thanksgiving until the end of the movie is 110% Christmas the entire time. John McCain was slaughtering mofos in a a Santa hat. We got it. (laughs) But why wasn't he doing that? (laughs) Yeah, it would have made this argument so much easier. It's just like everybody right now being like, Spider-Man's, you know, Spider-Man is a uh, a Thanksgiving movie. It's like, come on, guys. There's one scene where Norman Osborn gets his hand slapped by Aunt May. Come on. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I anyway, wish we had you on the movie episode because yeah. I think that would have been way more fun. Because then we would have had a dissenting opinion versus all I'm three not... of us were like, "Yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas movie." Yeah, and I and, and I like I like how Jordan did say like staying in the middle, you know, and keeping the peace. I came here to fight. All right, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> That's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I will not be rude or inconsiderate. But I am going to pick. We are going to pick an argument probably. All I'm saying is, here's my biggest argument. I understand the director came out and said, hey... It was the writer, not the writer. Sorry, sorry, the writer writer came out and said it's a Christmas movie. Um, Now, if we go and we survey all of America, all of the world, on who knows who that writer is and they could name him versus who knows who Bruce Willis is and who can name him, Bruce Willis said it's not a Christmas movie. Just saying. that 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 is a fair argument. However, he's not the creator... Of that story, he is the, um, he's the guy who really made John McCain the character he is. So he's the crea- technically a creator of that character. Although he didn't come up with the idea of the character, he plays the character to perfection, and yeah. everything around it is based off of Bruce Willis. If, okay, put it this way: if Bruce Willis did Die Hard one and then did no other Die Hards, how good of a series would it have been? Probably not. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Cheap. It would have been ass. So I think I understand. I understand that the writer is the creator of it, and he's saying that. But at the same time, the most important person in the entire Die Hard series came out and said it's not a Christmas movie. I like Jordan. We can have logic and reasoning conversations. I like this. Yeah, yeah but, but that's that's enough of that. We're 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 agreeing to disagree, and uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to get into. So, <laughs> by the way, the uh, writer of Die Hard was Jeb Stewart. Yes, you would know that. Good afternoon or good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this, and welcome to Go Ask Your Father, a podcast for dads, by dads, and about dads, and we are back for session three of our Christmas time shenanigans. Uh, We have gone over movies, we have gone over decorating, but today is honestly the most important of all of these episodes. I can't stress the importance of how wonderful this episode is going to be. It is almost as wonderful as the time of year we are in. Welcome back again to my wonderful co-host, Mr. Rob. Mr. Rob, hello. How are you? Dude, I'm doing... I'm so amped right now. This is the moment that I've been waiting for. This is like the pinnacle of the season. 
I it's agree. The I agree. I agree. It's the music. We are discussing Christmas music today, and we have with us a very special guest, and we will introduce him in just a moment. First, the admin needs to get out of the way. You can find the show on Facebook and Instagram at Go Ask Your Father Podcast, or over on Twitter at GAYF Podcast. You can also email us at goaskyourfather4 at gmail.com and you can find the show on google Podcasts, spotify apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found just click on the icon that's the bitmoji no we're not priests so don't listen to that i guess if you're not catholic if you're catholic and want to listen to it sure go ahead but we're different fathers we have kids they don't so uh but yeah so on with the show i said I believe it was last week that we would have a very special guest talking about music this week. And um, I feel like he is the specialist of special guests because while this is not his first time coming on the show, it is his first time coming on the show since he and his wife announced that they are expecting a baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. The one, the only, the most fantastical human being I know outside of my family, Mr. Jordan Gonzalez. Jordan, welcome back, buddy. I am so glad you're here. Thank you, buddy. You know, you always give me this big opening like I'm some special person, and um, it makes me feel good, but I know deep down it's like, I'm just a friend. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what makes you a special person, Jordan. You are my friend and that means a lot to me you were chosen for greatness you were chosen for greatness you were I was chosen, chosen for, for this moment greatness. for this moment for this particular moment because we are coming up to the one-year anniversary of the show and i think this is like the fourth or fifth time you've come on the program uh it's it's been a lot no maybe six um, i'm trying to think uh well well, I thought this was the the separate thing. Is this still the father one? What are you talking about? Your previous podcast. Because technically, I've never been on this one. You've been, you know, this is just season three of Go Ask Your Father. <laughs> oh, so this is still under Go Ask Your Father. <laughs> this is still under Go Ask one. Your Father. Yes. So you've switched it. Okay, I understand. No, Ladies this and is gentlemen, just... we are complete professionals. <laughs> yes, we are. As, as no, the other podcast has died a horrid gruesome death and will not be coming back anytime soon okay. no i'm it, we just wanted to incorporate the christmas season and all of its wonders so we started talking about like christmas movies and perfect decorating and now we decide you know what today we're going to talk about christmas music because you know honestly what? i love christmas music you know, i didn't get the rider i didn't get to put what i wanted on the rider so that's what it happens you know no big deal well that's that's my fault i should yeah, have rob has a better. tendency of doing that he- you think you, know you think you think I ever get any notice on what's going on here? I literally no, get none. You don't. I I refuse to give you any notice whatsoever because you know what? You're still new to the show. So. That's fine. I'm a professional. I can handle it. You are a professional. You do very very well, Rob. So, how's everybody doing? I mean, it's been a crazy couple days. Rob, how are you? Dude, we're we're so close to Christmas now. I I see the light of the tunnel. I don't think it's a train anymore. Plans are in place. Uh, getting ready to take Derek up to go see his mom on Saturday. He's looking forward to that. So just just trying to finish strong. I got you. Uh, has he found any of his presents yet? Or oh no, no. That's funny. That, that, that suitcase is getting awfully full though. <laughs> Although I did go. I just like Ashley was gloating the other night about 
these cool gifts that she got me and like we try to like i try to spend the same amount and she was just gloating like how good her gifts were and i knew she spent a little bit more than me so i went out and i know she's going to listen to this but the only part that she does know is i went I knew there was one thing that she really wanted, and it cost like three hundred bucks. So I just went ahead and did that, and I just looked at her. I was like, "She's like, I just like she's glaring at me." I was like, "I got you beat. Just don't even worry about. It. I got you beat." <laughs> you know, Christmas isn't supposed to be a competition. I know, but we make everything a competition, and we love each other, so it's fine. Yeah, it works. That's just how your marriage is, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Your marriage is strong, and that's what matters. Jordan, how are you? Oh, excellent, man. I got like you said. uh, Kid is on the way. March 29th is the due date. So there you go. It's been very interesting. Um, can't wait for him to be here. And so it is a boy. It's a boy. I thought I told you. You did. I'm just, did. you know, playing it up for the show. I'm about enough. to say, y'all are the worst friends ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a boy. His name is Jensen after Jensen Ackles uh, from Supernatural. <laughs> you can thank my wife on that one. Wasn't my decision, okay. but uh, it, you lost it, a bet. No, no bet. She oh. just immediately went. She was like, "Oh, what about the name Jensen?" And I was like, "Man, I love that name." I was like, "It's just like Jensen Ackles from Super." Oh, okay. Uh, I, I see. I see what you're doing. Awesome. You got me. <laughs> all right, fine. You win. Um, all right. So since we're going to be discussing Christmas music, I think we any any discussion any actual conversation concerning Christmas music kind of needs to start. At one place, and that is how it has changed. Because it, in years ago, especially when music started to become popular, 30s, 40s, 50s, it was very uh, big band, uh, jazz almost at times. Um, and it was, it was wonderful. Bing Crosby, Burl Ives, Frank Sinatra. I mean, the big names of classic, classic Christmas songs. But probably, it, it, I mean, Christmas, people have redone Christmas songs since people have been writing them. And there were a lot, there were some good ones in the 80s. But it seemed like maybe like the 90s and the beginning of the 2000s is when it kind of faltered. Not really faltered, but just kind of like, you know what, nobody was really doing Christmas music. We just kind of stuck to the same. And it seems like in the last maybe 15 years... Like, there's been a big boom of just either redoing classic songs or people writing new music. And that's kind of where I want to start is, like, the comparison of uh, the old, or not really the old, but the classic Christmas music of what I would say, like, my youth, because that's what we've listened to when I was a kid, is, like, we would, like, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Burl Ives, uh like all these classic, classic Christmas songs. And then in the last, like, especially the last five, 10 years, there's been a lot of music that has come out that I maybe feel a little more strongly about. Cause it's something that I can relate to a little better. So, I mean, what do you think, Rob? Uh, no, you're spot on there. Um, for me, when, it, for me, when it comes to is the, the classics, the soulful sounds, I think I think with the new boom that's coming out now is I'm more enjoying the the new songs. They're they're not covers of the classics. I'm not saying that they, that new artists can't do them right. It's just when I think of those classics, I'm thinking of 
soulful jazz sound, big band lounge singer sound. I'm, I want to hear it in monotone. I, I, I want it to be very empty in the voice to carry the music. But yeah. now there's a whole lot of production and stuff that comes with those, which they don't sound bad, but it just doesn't give me the same uh, feeling that I used to get. But I think a, a lot of artists nowadays with their own um, their own songs that they're creating for the holidays, uh, Megan Trainer, Taylor Swift, uh, even back a decade, you know, Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson, Christina Aguilera, like a lot of them had their own individuals that were actually the not comparable really to the classics, but you know, given like say another thirty, forty years, they might become the new classic. That's true. I'll give you that. And I, I mean, it's just everything is kind of like, especially recently, has gotten a lot bigger. It seems. Um, Jordan, what do you think? Um, I mean, it, it's hard to disagree with anything that you guys said about that. Realistically, I mean, when I think of the classes, I'm thinking, you know, obviously Frank Sinatra, Otis Redding. Um, oh yeah, is another Nat one that King like. Cole. Oh yes, yeah, Nat King Cole. Um, there's there's a ton of those that. Um, I think for my generation, which I'm I, just to date myself here, I'm 28. Okay, I'm I'm on the younger end, He's and the I get baby. that. I'm the baby, yes, but I wasn't a, the baby that was put on new music. I was the baby yeah. that was brought up on the oldies. So my mom, just in reference, is 65. I'm the baby of a older family who grew up listening to all these classics. So, so you got a you got a very old soul when it comes to this. Oh, very old soul. I, I would absolutely say so. I can I can I can give some love and respect to the newer stuff uh when it comes to Christmas songs, but realistically am I gonna pick something that's probably in the last twenty years over an Otis Redding or over Frank Sinatra? There's maybe, you know, one person in mind, uh which we were talking about in the pre roll, but it was, you know, Michael Bublé. But he's also yeah. he's got that He's doing it now with more production, but it's still big band style. Oh Absolutely. yeah, and and his voice his voice was meant for a big band type sound, so he carries it well. So even when I'm trying to listen to somebody more modern, it's still doing the stuff that they were doing, you know, forty fifty years ago. But it's you know done to almost near perfection. Yeah, a lot of time, a lot of times when when I'm trying to decide what I want to enjoy, it's almost like what is the activity I'm doing? If I'm just working. Uh, or just casually just working from home answering emails i like a lot of the new stuff it's peppy it keeps me feeling productive but if i if me and the family are opening presents or hanging decorations i want that classic sound i want that homely warm feeling that that music brings so uh, the way that i look at it, it, it yeah just what you said really if you're by a if you're decorating your Christmas tree, right? Let me just set the mood here. You're decorating your Christmas tree. If you've got kids, you don't have kids, significant other, whatever it is, family, and you're decorating it and it's a family activity and you're putting up the stockings, you got a fire going in the fireplace. I don't think many people are blasting Megan Trainer for that. They're probably no, blasting no. something that's really comfortable. You want to be in your in your PJs with a little Santa Claus hat on. You want to be, you know, making cookies, something like that, baking yep. some type of good, you know, Christmas type treat. So for me, it's, it's yeah, the warmth is one thing, the soulfulness of it. You, it's something that you got to be comfortable sitting there. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm a musician through and through. I I've, I've, can't tell you my credentials right now because it's a lot to list, but I like all the new stuff. I am way into it. However, when it comes to Christmas music, it's about the old stuff for me. I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I mean, I, a lot of times uh, – when I am at work and I'm driving around, 
I will maybe play a little more of the newer age. Um, but especially when I'm at home, uh, when we're just relaxing, Michael Buble is on or Frank Sinatra, Bing, uh, the Vince. Uh, oh my God. The people who did the, the music for a Charlie Brown Christmas, Vince Guaraldi trio, I think it is. Oh yeah. Yes. I, I, I just, I love it. It just, it feels Christmas. It puts me in that spirit. It puts me in that mood. And like, like I said, nothing against what comes out now because I'm a big fan of a lot of it. And I actually had a friend, uh, 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 a fellow autism dad in the sport group I'm in, uh, put me onto uh, a version of Lowborn by uh, Wolves at the Gate, which if you like metal, I mean, it's a fantastic version of the song. I really, really enjoyed it. But um, but thinks, thinking of that, Let's move on to our next little topic here. And that is probably one of the most classic Christmas songs of all time. And that's White Christmas. Uh, entire movie, uh, not really based on the song itself, but Bing Crosby did star in a movie called White Christmas. And obviously that was the big song from it. And that was the hook. White Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. However, there are literally a ridiculous number of versions of the song um obviously bing um frank sinatra Sinatra, otis redding there's like like i was looking at spotify and i have i'm looking at it right now it's it's somebody compiled a playlist like ella fitzgerald elvis presley uh there's like a hundred different versions of Frank Sinatra, Doris Day, I mean Andy Williams. How can you forget Andy Williams, the Supremes, Willie Nelson, of all people? I mean, there's just so many versions. But I, I, I gotta ask, since it's such a classic song, which version is your favorite? Uh, for me, so there's two. There's actually two versions of the song that I'm feeling. One, um, Bing Crosby is always going to be my favorite. That's, yes. It's the OG. It's just done right. It do, I don't think you need to do anything different with it. But I am absolute. I absolutely love Megan Trainer with Seth MacFarlane and their rendition of it. With Seth MacFarlane? Yes, from Family Guy. Family Guy? Yes. He he. His voice. His voice is exactly how you'd imagine. Like you know what Family Guy always has those freaking lounge. You know, Rat Pack style themes. It has a lot of that feel, and Megan Trainor is a very soulful voice too. That I think, and I, I kind of like their modern day spin on it. But Bing will always, you know, be king on this. I agree. Jordan, what do you think? Um, I'd have to go Otis Redding. Otis Redding. Okay. Yep. I I prefer Otis Redding's version. Uh. His voice carries very well. He has a lot of dynamic in his voice, a lot of runs that happens in that song, scale-wise. Um, listening to it, 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 I mean, 100% big band. It's got uh, organ that starts it off. It's, I mean, the bass line in it is, is, is groovy, but not too, um, too up front, too busy. So that song, um, his rendition of that song, to me, is, is something that, like, I'm, I'm sitting down with a with a with a cup of hot uh, hot chocolate, you know? 
I really oh, wish I would have made some hot chocolate for this episode now. I, I really wish I did, too. I mean, I could probably turn on my Keurig right now and do that, but I, probably not the best of idea. That would take too yeah. long. So um, I'm going to have to stick with Bing. Yeah. Bing, that version of the song. Maybe like because Frank Sinatra, it, the close second, maybe. Yes. Uh, growing up with Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Andy Williams, maybe a very close third as well. Um, I, I just remember watching White Christmas, and there's two versions of the way they did the song. One, which is almost like the normal version you'll hear on the radio at the end of the movie. And at the beginning of the movie, for those who have never seen White Christmas, uh, at the beginning of the movie takes place during World War II, I think. And Bing Crosby is singing the song, and someone's actually just playing a music box, like cranking it, so that way there was music to go along with it. But it's just, it's very, the way, just the way he sings, because his voice is carrying it. So I, I, I love Bing Crosby. I, I really can't say enough good things about him. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to say Bing is probably the better of uh, just personal opinion, and honestly, that is a lot more meaning in this episode. I think because we are actually going to move. Because uh, I just realized we just <laughs> we talked about how music has changed, and then the next topic of how classic. Christmas songs versus alternative Christmas songs uh, kind of clash. And since our top five lists are going to be a little bit longer, and I'll yeah. explain why in a second, I think we're just going to go ahead and move into that. Um, and the reason I say it's going to be longer, it's because um, Rob and I decided to rebel a little bit against what our normal or what our usual top fives would be. Uh, and that is we could not separate the classic from the alternative. Um, I tried to do just a single top five list. It did not. It's work. not possible. It's not. Possible. No, it's really not. So, uh, just because there is a lot of really good uh, alternative Christmas music out there right now, I opted to uh, do two lists, and Rob has decided to do the same thing, and Jordan is doing one list because he wants to. Because no, because a host let him down. That will not. You know. Be okay. Named. Okay. I sent <laughs> Jordan uh, the list. Apparently, the text did not go through. I have been having phone issues lately. I have a new phone now, so hopefully this will never happen again. But apparently, uh, Jordan did not get the uh, uh, the notification that we were doing a top five list. Set That's fine. Up failure. That's fine. Either way, I have a top five, so it's going to work yeah. out. I just don't he have two top, five. top fives. Jordan, it, it, Jordan is great doing this on the fly. Yeah, Jordan so, Jordan's going to have the definitive top five. Watch. Yes, he is. Um so we are going to – do you want to start with the uh, – we're each going to name our number five. So here's I, what we'll do. Yeah, I think we'll it's start, just to do number five from both sides. and like We'll talk do number about five from one. both sides. So yeah. we'll start with Jordan, then Rob, and then me. And Jordan, what is number five on your <clears> list? This one might be surprising. Um, we're talking top five all, or top five all time, and for me it's it's just the – you know the the total list, not the classic versus alternative. Yeah, um, yeah. I I want on my number five. I would want Last Christmas Wham. Ooh. Oh, okay. So uh, we I, we did this whole thing, and we did not even talk about the time honored tradition of Whamageddon. Yep. I'm surprised. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so Jordan, are you familiar with Whamageddon? 
I can't say I am. Oh my. Okay, so that's why then. Okay, so we there's this game that is played, and I'm luckily still alive. Where on December from December first all the way to Christmas, you try to survive, making it the entire way from December first to Christmas without hearing Wham's Last Christmas. But why and, would you want to do that? Because it's so heavily played. I'm, and I love the song. I do. But it's just so heavily played. It's it's the objective of trying to survive the holiday without hearing it. I'm still alive. I literally just had a friend of mine who posted online on Facebook and said that he is now in Wham Holla, which is where you go when you, you die, clearly. And and there's like a whole set of rules. Like you can listen to other renditions of Last Christmas. And so for me, you just saying Wham in general is like Wham has transcended the holiday and has become the sport to me, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of that before. So uh, you've probably awesome. already lost though. <laughs> no, I haven't. But then oh, you again, haven't heard I'm, it yet. I am strictly on Spotify, so I have my own Christmas list, but. Last Christmas is not on there. I I made a Whamageddon playlist because I was using my son's holiday playlist that he made, and he had it on there. So can't use that. <laughs> All right, Rob, what's your number five? Okay, so I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna start with the old, and you know, we're all musicians. I I am a huge rock fan. Drums are my life, even though this doesn't really pertain too much in this one. Um, but number five for the oldies is Chuck Berry's Run Run Rudolph. It's there you go. It's it's a good one. Soul is so much fun. It's so much fun to listen to during the I holidays. I love the guitar part to that too. Exactly. Like I mean, that was just Chuck Berry in general. The man yeah. innovated so much. Um, but Run Run Rudolph just is always just I think one of the most fun songs back for when you think of classic Christmas songs. I think it gets overlooked a lot for the. You know, the Burl Ives, the Bing Crosbys, the Frank Sinatras. Yeah. And, and as for the modern, um, surprise, the name hasn't even come up once yet out of our mouths. She waits all year to fall out for this particular time of year. And it is, for me, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. It's literally the anthem you think of when you say Christmas. Like, there's not a store you're going to go to. There's not a radio station playing Christmas music. You're not going to hear it. It is the freaking anthem to Christmas. And I'm not saying it deserves all that play because it's so freaking great. But Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas to me unless you at least hear it a couple times. Uh, just not that big of a Mariah Carey fan. Sorry, really. <laughs> she she has not made it close to my top five list. <laughs> Ooh. So, um, I'll start with classics, just like Rob has. And uh, I'm actually, looking at this list, I'm a little surprised it's not higher. But um, uh, starting it off at number five for the classic Christmas songs is I'll Be Home for Christmas by Frank Sinatra. Uh, Probably one of my favorite versions of the song. Uh, Frank will always have an amazing voice to me and will always hold a special place in my heart because it was one of my dad's favorite Christmas albums when I was growing up. So we'll start there for the classics. And for the alternative, uh, it it is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, I I found out they put out a Christmas album and I was completely floored by it. 
And while they have a lot of great songs on that album, including uh, Skank for Christmas, number five is Whatever You Celebrate by Real Big Fish. Hmm. Nice. Nice. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, I've, not, I've actually haven't even heard the, that. Have you listened to their Christmas album? Are you I'm, genuinely asking? Yes, I'm genuinely asking. <laughs> yes, I have listened to just about everything Real Big Fish has ever put out. <laughs> I, I honestly That's... have not, and I, and to be honest, I was really into the whole ska era. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't know ska, they even did a Christmas album. Ska lives on. There's still uh, one more ska song on my list, so <laughs> we'll get to that momentarily. But uh, yeah, let's move. That's not only the Mariah on. for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to number fours. Uh, Jordan, what do you got? All right, number four, uh, classic, 1966, um, the original, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch by Thurl Ravenscroft. Mm. Ooh. Yes, that's, um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, growing up, um, I used to watch, just like every kid, just about, the original uh, cartoon. Okay. The original animated Absolutely. cartoon. Absolutely, I still the, do. Yep, the one that is narr- uh, narrated by uh, Boris Karloff. Yep. And so it's not even that he's a great singer. It's not even in that the music was necessarily that amazing, but it's just his voice and the music blended so well and made this larger-than-life character oh, out yeah. of a song and then, you know, went off of it from that. It was It's perfect, man. Like, I, I ha- I'm literally wearing Grinch pajamas right now. <laughs> so, it, yeah. That's yeah. perfect. The, the voice, the music, the, the theme of the character, it all goes so well. You're exactly right. I agree. So, All right, Rob, classic number four. What you got? Uh, classic for me is, I think, the only way that the Christmas song should ever be done and performed, and that is by Nat King Cole. Ooh, um, listening to that man basically just explain about all the wonderful things about Christmas and the, the theme around Christmas it's one of the most soothing and relaxing things. Just like Jordan said, I just wish I had a, a cup of hot chocolate and just sit down by a freaking fireplace and enjoy Christmas Eve listening to that over and over again. And then on the kind of flip side of that, of what you would want to do with Nat King Cole, my modern number four is InSync's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. It's <laughs> as much as I don't want to That's give a, a boy one. band credit. It's just a very classy, not overproduced, done, fun song about the holiday. And when I'm, say, baking cookies or even just like like cleaning the house or working around the house like during Christmas, it's just one of those songs that I just don't I don't think goes wrong. Well, there you go. All right, um, number four for the classic side is the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams. Uh, spot on spot on wonderful song a lot of different versions of it uh i mean bang has done it frank has done it dean martin uh but honestly andy williams i think does it the best i'll agree with that 100 percent. so and then uh keeping with the ska lifestyle and it, this is a band uh, I've, I've gotten the opportunity to talk with their lead singer a couple times um, because uh, my other show that I was producing for a little bit had their one of their songs as the intro song. So uh, I, I did not realize until a couple weeks ago that they had put out a Christmas out song of like two or three years ago. And I started listening to it 
and I kind of gotten obsessed with it. And it's all I want for Christmas is a pony with a jetpack with by call me Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also probably one of the more ridiculous Christmas song titles I've ever heard, but at the same time, it is such a catchy song and it has such a great hook to it. I love it. All I want for Christmas is a pony with a jetpack. That- and honestly, that's all I want for Christmas. It sounds it sounds like you're almost in Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer Territory. Almost. 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 Real Big Fish does a version of that song. So <laughs> I really got to catch up now. <laughs> you really do. All right, Jordan, what's number three? Hmm. Number three. Oh, there's so many I could put here. Um... Let's go. Mm. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, Michael Bublé. That's I'll go there for number three. That way, I keep it a little bit of classic and alternative. That is a great version of the song. It is. It's it's fantastic. I I mean, I love the album he put out in two thousand eleven or two thousand ten, whichever one it was. There's so many good songs off of that album. Uh, two thousand eleven, because he put out a ten year anniversary version this year. There you go. It's just it's it's such a good album. He he still brings that big band classic sound to oh, it yeah. on a with a modern twist. And I mean, it's Michael Bublé. I don't care who you are. Dude has a phenomenal voice. Absolutely. And there's so, no arguments there. Yeah, Bublé basically that album has turned into the more modern day Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas album from 94. <laughs> I mean, that album's, like, you could just put that on repeat on a radio station and people would tune in. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. such a great album. Front to back, the entire album. The whole thing is perfect. Agreed. So, so. All right, Rob, give me your number threes. So it, it, it probably, I'll even admit that it's not, it's probably not, I'd say, performed in the sense of where it would be number three. It's definitely a classic. It could definitely be on a top five. But it gets a little extra bit because it's what I always used to open gifts to every Christmas morning, and it's my fucking list. I'm going to do what the hell I want. Um, so for the older style, I'm going with Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. I, I, I love Brenda Lee so much. That album I have, um, it was always on. That was what you opened presents to That's and that was a kid, and that's what we – my kids have always opened presents too is that album. We've, we've kind of detoured from that too, but rock around the Christmas tree is just a fun little upbeat, not overly in your face. Brenda Lee's voice carries so well on that. Uh, and then going into the third, we're going all in your face with trans Siberian orchestra. However, not Christmas Eve in Sarajevo, their rendition of Oh, Holy night in their instrumental from that same album is just freaking phenomenal. They start off with O Come All Ye Faithful and it goes right into O Holy Night and it's like I said, straight instrumental and it's Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Like at, at its finest. Orchestra. Especially the last like fifteen, ten, fifteen years. They've become synonymous with Christmas for me. Exactly. Such a great band. So um Classics for me, uh, starting off, also found in Frosty to Snowman, is Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. Yes. Great song. Uh, synonymous with Christmas to me. Uh, just just a good song. 
I really, really enjoy it. Uh, maybe probably could have been lower on the list, but honestly, it, I feel three is pretty strong. But the the so. benefit I think that Holly Jolly has, it's not overly done nowadays. That's true. Like so, it has it still keeps that nostalgia feel, like it's untouchable. Agreed. So, and then going to my alternative list and stepping away from ska and actually going back about thirty some odd years. Uh, still one of the only hip hop songs about Christmas that I listen to, uh, also appears on the Die Hard soundtrack and it is the one and only Christmas in Hollis by run DMC. Yeah. Honestly, it could be yes. put on the classics list and I wouldn't argue it. Yeah. It's pretty much a classic at this point. If you really think it, about it, it. it kind of, it's is. classic, but it's not classic classic, which is yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, Christmas and Hollis, uh, obviously, I, I heard, like, the intro into Die Hard and everything. But I, I'd always wondered if that was an actual song up until, like, 10 years ago. And I started listening to it. And I just love it. It's a great song. It's yeah. just good. So so Christmas and Hollis, Run DMC. Run DMC always transcended hip-hop very well. That's true. They did. So, uh, Looking at number two, Jordan, what do you got for me? Number two, uh, also deserving of the number one spot. I'll give him that credit. I'm going uh, Winter Wonderland by Louis Armstrong. Ooh, Ooh that yeah. is a good one. Great album. Him, him and, I mean, Ella Fitzgerald as well. Um, they did that album together, and it is just, I mean, I, I think if my wife doesn't put it on for the holidays, there might be, like, something wrong with her. Because anytime <laughs> we're decorating, anytime we're doing anything, Christmas party, whatever it is, family over, it that... It's almost always on. And uh, I've always liked Louis Armstrong to begin with, but she's made me appreciate him that much more by listening to that uh, Christmas album. So, yep, I'll go Louis Armstrong, Winter Wonderland. That's a good choice. Absolutely. All right, Rob. So going with the oldies, um, we're getting in, I think, where Rob and I are actually kind of seeing eye to eye. I got to go Burl Ives as well, but I'm going to go with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It signifies so much so many childhoods it you know of course went along with the claymation that is just infamous it's the most popular freaking reindeer to begin with let's be honest (laughs) uh dmx did an amazing cover of it and there's just just don't even at me just any but i feel like any like for number two spot burl anything burl ives could almost been thrown in there i could i could easily have went with holly jolly christmas too and then number two, Jordan hit it on the head for number three. My number two is Michael Bublé's It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. That that man is the most perfect bridge between the classics that we love and that feel that it brings and having the modern day sound. He does so much with so little in production. He lets his voice do the entire work. The, the, man, the man is amazing when it comes to the holiday season. I absolutely agree. He is an amazing, amazing performer and amazing singer. So, and I honestly think we're getting into rarefied air right now with these songs. And like, you can't argue just how wonderful they are. And um, for my classics, number two, uh, you already mentioned Rob, and I'm I'm a little disappointed you have it so low on your list. But uh, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. I mean, it's it's literally, if you don't play that Christmas Day, I feel like you should be put in jail. It's like a so, war crime. <laughs> it is a war crime. 
So it's you are the war against Christmas. So uh, <laughs> I didn't have Grinch on my list. <laughs> I didn't have Grinch on my list either. Now that yeah, I think Jordan, about it. that's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but for my alternative list, and call me basic, I don't care. Christmas Eve Sarajevo by Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, it, it takes Carol of the Bells kicks it up by a hundred and is literally one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm, I'm anyone who's not actually like branched out and listened to anything else. Trans-Siberian, if that's the only song that they know, but they know so many people know that freaking song. And you, that is one of, that is probably like the Christmas song that you hear. It's so easy to pick out and you stop. Mm -hmm. Although wizards in winter is also really good. Absolutely. But I, if I get, if I get, if I get ten, if you get ten people together who say they like Christmas music, all ten of them have heard Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. Probably two have heard anything else by them. Yeah, probably true. <laughs> all right, so we are now to our number ones. This is for for musicians. This is a place that means a lot to all of us. Yes, and there's generally a reason why these songs are our number ones. So, Jordan, what's your number one? Ooh, um, real quick, I cannot yeah. remember what you what you picked. What, what song was it by Frank Sinatra that you picked? Uh, uh, I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for okay. I wanted to make sure it wasn't the same, which I didn't think it was, but I couldn't remember honestly. So, uh, number one for me has to be Frank Sinatra, and I believe what I would pick would be. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Ooh, by Frank Sinatra. Great, I song. mean, acapella opening and iconic voice um, transcended how music was done vocally for many years, and then his son continues, you know, to do it as well um, with that voice. But it's so iconic that opening. You know, I if I could sing, I would do it, and you know, be like, this is why it's so good. But you don't want to hear me ruin that. Um, <laughs> But that song is just, I mean, uh, pretty sure it was also in Home Alone, if I remember correctly, too. Another yeah, great another great Christmas-type movie, even though mm-hmm. it's about family leaving him for Christmas because right. they literally forgot about him. But that song is, it's so good. It, it, Absolutely. That, that is a number agree. one. Number one song. Damn good 100% song. 100% agree. All right, Rob. Uh, so for the oldies... Um, I mean, it's actually an artist that we didn't really mention, but I don't think I'm going to get a lot of pushback on my number one favorite Christmas song for the oldies is Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas. I was Ooh. waiting for somebody to do Elvis Presley. I was like, yes. it's not on mine, but Ex- exactly nice. like the and I, I love a lot of his Christmas songs, but the his voice, you know, it kind of can put you in. It's a down mood, but it doesn't bring you down. And the way he delivers Blue Christmas. The, the a lot of falsetto in, in his voice that he, he has always carried so well. I there's and it, it's it's a rock feel which is you know I'm drummer I love love rock music with a, with all my being. So for me as an oldie, it touches on all that. He's he's the king for the reason for a reason. Absolutely. And then and then modern. I, I I know I guess I'm the only one who has any on here. But Mariah Carey's rendition of Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night is my all-time favorite Christmas song it's itself. Um, from her 1994 Merry Christmas album, it's 
it's Mariah Carey in her prime. The the woman's voice is so powerful, and it's a very powerful song. And the way she deliv- delivers the O Night Divine at its highest point at the end, you'd yeah. swear that the windows and whatever wherever you are are about to shatter. But it's not like uh, it's not like an ear piercing pain in the ass. It's just the amount of power in that, and it's what you'd ex- kind of expect from that particular Christmas song has always meant so much to me. I don't think anyone else has touched that song remotely close and delivered it as it should be the way she did. I think we can kind of guess who my number one on the classic side is Real given how much love no, I've given him. No, <laughs> given how much love I've given him earlier in the show. And I can't think of anything better. I really can't. I've tried. I've looked through every Christmas list I have. I've gone through every Christmas song I have every playlist on my phone and to me as far as the classics are concerned nothing touches white christmas by bing crosby it is literally a perfect song i love it and before i reveal my number one on the alternative side i will say one thing and it's kind of weird probably one of the best actual front to back christmas albums of the alternative age that i've listened to is by bad religion if you like punk music, Bad Religion put out a Christmas album about two or three years ago. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, done with the riffs that Bad Religion does, is amazing. So I just wanted to throw that out there because that was a great Christmas album. But I, I can't, in good conscience, finish this list without my favorite band of all time. And they have put out two Christmas songs. And while uh, Baby Please Come Home for Christmas or whatever it's called was a good version, their original The Seasons Upon Us by the Dropkick Murphys is my favorite alternative Christmas song of all time. (laughs) It is different. It is wonderful. It gives the highlights of Christmas. It gives the lowlights of Christmas. And honestly, I just love the Dropkick Murphys. So Seasons Upon Us by Dropkick Huh? So I'm not gonna fight you on that one. Dropkick no, Murphys that was amazing. it's such a great yeah. song. I love it. It's it, it may not be the best song of all time. It may not be even be the best song they've ever done. But as far as an alternative Christmas song, I have to listen to it constantly and always. You just so, want a Christmas song you can drink to. And it is a Christmas song <laughs> you can drink to. You said Dropkick so, Murphys. We already knew it was something you could drink to. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so um Sam honestly, Adam sponsor us. Sam Adams, if you want to sponsor us, please sponsor us. I mean, we we would appreciate it. You don't even have to pay us that much. Case of beer a month. I'm I will sing the praises of Sam Adams and we'll name the show Go Ask Your Alcoholic Father. Nope. So <laughs> So you have our top fives. Uh and honestly, there is so much great Christmas music out there. Um I mean I I, I can't say enough just how much great music is out there. Go yeah, I was it. I was so I was so eager to fight you guys on these and like even songs that weren't even on my list like every time you hear one of those classics and you just know it's good I was just like oh yeah yeah like, that's, that's that's what I love about this time yeah, of year there, there's there's so many songs that 
really aren't that good, but they're still good because they're Christmas songs and they're not like a, a year-round thing. So seasonally, you only have to hear it. One that comes to mind for me, at least, is and I know you're gonna, you're not gonna like this, but it's that Mariah Carey one. Yeah. Um, no, no, you're exactly right. It's let me tell you, hearing it one time during the season, amazing song. Yeah. Hearing it oh, yeah. everywhere during the season really makes really ruins it for me. And imagine how <laughs> shitty it would be if it was an all year thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so man. there's there's tons of tons of amazing um, classics out there that I mean Bing, Bing Crosby, we've got Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, um, tons of amazing ones out there. That I mean Dean Martin wasn't even brought up, was he? No, no. I, Dean, I think I mentioned him like once. But, but, but and what's crazy is like the, the art the artists that we, you talk about from that you know that era and the, these guys are we're, they're competing of a lot of times with a lot of the same songs here and this is it's it's like gods all versing each other these are like the perfect vocalists of their era and the, no one can really touch a candle to them like except michael the, buble the rat pack we're all like let's go do our own solo christmas albums and let's let's all three of us do amazing versions of each of each song and then let's decide who who likes the best out of that like come on yeah this frank <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually a little disappointed in myself that I did not mention uh, Please Come Home for Christmas by B.B. King. That's another good one. That's a great one. I mean, but or that also, dude, that also Band-Aid. Just, Do that, they know it's Christmas? Uh, not a fan. Really? No. All right. I'm but for the B, for, but for BB but for BB King though that that just shows the level of talent that you're working with that's already done this. I know, right? Like it you're doing sense. you're doing a you're doing a top five, maybe even a top ten list, and you might exclude BB King. I did exclude BB King, and I feel terrible. You, you know what? I'm I'm more surprised you guys didn't bring up Boys to Men for your alternative. Mm, no, really? No. I was never really big into Boys to Men. I love they're Boys great to vocalists Men. and they're great. It's just me. So the hol- the holiday music uh, industry is a cutthroat time frame. It really is. So I mean, <laughs> so I think we're going to go ahead and call this an episode. I think uh, we've we've done a good job of talking about some of the best Christmas music that's ever been put out. And honestly, this is this has been a lot of fun. Um, Jordan, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, Absolutely. thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. you. Anytime. Uh, I, I am looking forward to next Christmas where you get to really yeah. get the full Christmas experience. Well, your son will probably only be about nine months at that point. Thereabouts, yeah. Thereabouts, you're still going to get that good Christmas experience. So I'm, I, I am so happy for I you. I just can't wait for all the new dad stories. Those are the oh, best. Yeah, there's there's going to be plenty. Absolutely. Oh, and we'll, we'll get you back for those. So um, <laughs> tune in next week. Uh, Rob and I are actually going to take a walk down memory lane and start talking about um, some uh, ghosts of Christmas past and uh, ghosts of Christmas present. So, um, so join us next week as we do our final Christmas episode and we look towards uh, the year 2022. But until then... Bobby, say bye-bye. Bye-bye.